millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Ghibliotech, the podcast that steps into Christmas with the films of the world's greatest animation studio, Studio Ghibli. I'm Michael Leader. I'm Steph Watts. And I'm Jake Cunningham. So join us on our festive quest into the glorious world of Ghibli. Jake, Steph, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. (laughs) Am I right? Everywhere I go. Yes. Oh, it's 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 nice to see you both, and it's lovely to um, be bringing back the Ghibliotech Christmas special, um, and and you know, nice that we've definitely not run out of ideas, and we're kind of trying to scrape together a format a month ago for what this special could be. Well, indeed, Jake, because um, Steph and I, we don't really know what the lay of the land is for this podcast. You've taken the gifts away, wrapped them up in your fortress of solitude. <laughs> <laughs> and you're dealing them out uh, in in an order that we that we're, that we're not aware of. So um, it's all full of surprises for us. Yeah, uh, today too. In a way, it's a bit like my family Christmas because when I was young, I was ordained to be the the gift giver, and so that everyone in my family would kind of sit back on the sofas, and then I would be the the kind of elf that would go to the tree and receive a gift and then give it to people. And we're very patient and we kind of go around in a circle and everyone would fawn and go, ooh, isn't that nice? And then I would return to the tree. So in a way, I'm doing that today, but with content. Mm -hmm. And there's no greater gift than content. I think we all know that. Um, And so we've got a... we we kind of got two themes that don't really mesh, um, but to talk you through them... The the first brainstorm for this was on a tube journey with Steph, and we talked about uh, the things that we had done before with Christmas, the Ghibli Christmas Nativity, um, the Ghibli Office Christmas Party, thinking about other Christmassy things, and we talked about Christmas stories and the stories that we tell each year, whether that might be a nativity story, or um, I had a... A, 
a pop-up book that I read every year. I actually now, I read My Girlfriend the Polar Express every year uh, because we're grown-ups and that's what grown-ups do. Um, and so we thought about what about a Ghibli version of a Christmas story time? So that's one side of this Christmas special. And then the other side of it is because we also need to shoehorn in our beloved producer Harold and his lovely singing voice. And we've done the carols, we've done the hymns, we've done any other kind of Christmas number one that we've got him to do in all the previous specials. So we thought, what can we do here? Well, at the time of recording, I don't know if Lad Baby is going to be Christmas number one. But if Lad Baby isn't Christmas number one, then the act that has had the most Christmas number ones in UK history remains the Beatles. And so we have got Harold on board to do us some Ghibli-themed Beatles songs. And what a way to end the year with (laughs) a year of Ghibliotech that surely has the most Beatles chat of any year. It has been Beatles heavy this year, so this feels like a good way to round it out. And, and, and you know, there's so much Beatles chat that we didn't even subject the listeners to, uh, that we left on the yeah. cutting room floor, gosh. But uh, Jake, are you spoiling that next year it's going to have to be the Lad Baby Ghibli song? <laughs> <laughs> Which are already covers of pre-existing songs with, with slightly changed lyrics. Have we done a Ghibli Band-Aid? Well, do they know it's Ghibli time at all? We only have four members. We need to increase our members on the podcast. Oh, so bringing together the the titans of animation podcasting. podcasting. Mm. <laughs> we get the Disney Versity guys in here. And then if we were to follow the tradition of the first Band-Aid and then Band-Aid 20, we would still get Bono in to do the same line that he did 20 years prior. And a bit of Dizzy Rascal. Yes. Do they know it's podcast time at all? That's good. Right. See, that's already this fantasy casting of who is the... Who's the George Michael? Who's the Bono? Who's Mm. the... Who are the embarrassing sort of egotistical ones? And who are the ones that will fade into the background? Who's the Bananarama who's just happy to be there? The status quo. (laughs) Happy to be involved. Who's the David Bowie who misses out but then overcompensates by doing the doing more at Live Aid than at Band Aid? Anyway, <laughs> we're getting into music territory here, Jake. Stop me before I go too nerdy. What's first on the list today? Okay, so we're going to start with a Christmas story. So what we're doing here is taking classic Christmas stories and giving them a Ghibli twist and we don't know what each other has written. And with the songs, we don't know what Harold has sung either. Uh, so all of this is going to be coming as a surprise as it's read. So, uh, Michael, I'm going to ask you to take us away. You are the dad of the group. I'm sure that you know how to read a lovely Christmas story. So if you could take us away, that'd be great. Well, I would say up front that Ivo's favourite Christmas story is Raymond Briggs' The Snowman, which famously has no words so (laughs) oops uh but okay so this is a version of a visit from saint nicholas the poem by clement clark moore 
Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the bathhouse, not a creature was stirring, <laughs> not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St Nicholas soon would be there. The monsters were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of bean cakes danced in their heads. And Yubaba in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the bridge there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave lustre of midday to the sights below. When what do my wondering eyes did appear but a trail of mud and a beast <laughs> so queer with a gruesome odour as thick as ink, I knew in a moment this spirit must stink. <laughs> More rapid than eagles, his fragrance it came. So I whistled and shouted and called by name. Now San, now Haku, now Kamaji and Lin. On bow, on no face, everyone within. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now splash away, splash away, <laughs> splash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the cleaners they flew, with their arms full of buckets and special tokens too. And then in a twinkling I heard through the spout the gushing and rushing of water coming out. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down under water I sank with a bound. The spirit was doused from his nice herbal soak, Yet in the mud I spotted, wait, is that a spoke? Oh. A rusty bicycle he had stuck in his back and what looked like a handlebar all brown and black. Yubaba's eyes, how they twinkled, oh, how they did shine. That's no stink spirit, now here, grab onto this line. She rallied the cleaners and would you believe they all came together, grabbed tightly and heave. Then garbage and rubbish all drudged out of the guy and then pop, at last he was clean with a sigh. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and giving a nod out the bathhouse he flew, whizzing past all the monsters, spirits and cleaning crew. But I heard him exclaim ere he flew out of sight, Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. Wow! That was amazing. <laughs> that was so good. I, I'm not going to be able to watch Spirited Away without thinking about it as a Christmas film now. I think my head canon is now that the stink spirit is also a river and also Santa. He's also Father Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you take these films, you read them in such a unique way, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, right. I can relax now. Yeah, that was really, really lovely. I really enjoyed that. Very poetic as well. Mm. Lovely. It's a longer poem than you remember, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Have you tested it out on Ivo? He he would not get it, really, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> would he get the original? Um, maybe. We'll try that out, maybe on Christmas Eve. Lovely. He's very, tonight he's very interested in counting the sleeps till Christmas. So, Oh, have I told you about the Yule Lads? Yule Lads. The Yule Lads. So this was a recent discovery. Um, and this is uh, kind of Icelandic Santas. Okay. And so if you're in the mode of counting down sleeps till Christmas, 
so the Yule Lads are genuinely that's the spelling like Yule Lads L A D S. There are thirteen of them that appear in the lead up to Christmas, and so you leave out your shoes, and a Yule Lad will appear, and if you've been good, uh, the Yule Lad will leave candy, and if you're bad, the Yule Lad will leave rotting potatoes. <laughs> But each Yule lad has has a different personality, and so the, these Yule lads, each one will appear, and they'll do a different thing. Um, a bit kind of like there's a bit of an elf on the shelf to them, a bit of a Grinchness to them. To quickly take you through it, so this is how they will appear. Sheep coat clod is the first. He tries to suckle ewes in the farmer's sheep sheds. Then you have Gully Gork. He steals foam from buckets of cow milk. Then you have Stubby. He's short and steals food from frying pans. <laughs> then Spoon Licker. He, he licks spoons. Pot Scraper, a.k.a. Pot Licker. He steals unwashed pots and licks them clean. That sounds Bowl great. Licker. He steals bowls <laughs> from food, uh, often kept under the bed. Door slammer, he stomps around and slams doors. Uh, skier gobbler, he eats up all of the yogurt. Um, sausage swiper, he loves stolen sausages. The window peeper, he likes to creep outside windows and sometimes steal the stuff he sees. The door sniffer, he has a huge nose and an insatiable appetite for stolen baked goods. Uh, meat hook, he snatches up any meat left out, especially smoked lamb. And last of all, candle beggar. He steals candles. So those are the Yule Lads. This is this is specifically in Iceland? Yes. Right. Where you've just been? I have. And it was amazing because every shop window full of Yule Lads. Did any <laughs> like of your... Um, ornaments of the Yule Lads everywhere. It was amazing. Never any heard of, your, of them your and then they're everywhere. Yogurt or bowls get licked or swiped while you were out there? I, I wish, if only I'd witnessed a Yule Lad in the flesh. What a moment that would be. You get any shoe candy or potatoes? Not a single one. I would have cherished the potato perhaps more than the candy. Um, but I, I can't stop thinking about the Yule Lads. And from now on, especially when I, if I might have children of my own, going to get rid of Father Christmas, embrace the Yule Lads. <laughs> I, I, I want them to learn about a small man that enters your house and eats your yogurt and how that's a key part of the Christmas experience. Just setting up to terrify your children every Christmas time. And that's what Christmas is all about, isn't it, really? (laughs) Anyway, should we have a song from Harold? Absolutely. It's my favourite time of the year. All right. So these have been purposely left um, with ambiguous titles. And we don't know what Beatles songs have been picked or how Harold might have delivered them. So this is song one. Here comes the sun, do-do-do, here comes the sun, and I say, it's all right. Little Garo, it's been a long, cold, lonely career. Little Garo, it feels like years since you've had parental praise. Here comes the sun, do-do-do-do. Here comes the sun, and I say, it's all right. 
Little Garo, Tales from Earthsea's actually quite good. Little Garo, Poppy Hill's legitimately great. Here comes the sun, doo doo doo. Here comes the sun, and I say he's all right. Sun, 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 here he comes. Sun, 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 here he comes. Little Garo, I feel that you're actually good at this gig. Little Garo, we'll forget about Eowig. Here comes the sun, do-do-do. Here comes the sun, and I say, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. There we are. Oh, wow. Amazing, Harold. I love that he also is his own guitar backing as well. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the little melodies to come in. <laughs> And what a what a what a a meaningful lyric as well. Mm. You learn something. Yeah, very I'm... uplifting for Gory there. No mention of Ronja. <laughs> <laughs> or the museum, or the park. But you know, some great lyricists out there maybe don't have the time well, to squeeze squeeze in all the references. <laughs> but as you know, uh, George Harrison, about a decade after "Here Comes the Sun," "Here Comes the Sun," did a song called "Here Comes the Moon." So, mm. who knows, maybe next year when we do solo Beatles Ghibli songs, <laughs> <laughs> we could have Here Comes the Museum. <laughs> or, do isn't it a pity from the perspective of Hayo? Yeah, gosh, yeah. How do you sleep? Yeah. From the perspective of, uh, <laughs> from, of Hayo or Goro. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So, thank, yeah, thank you, Harold. Um, you brought that to life magnificently really appreciate you you're bringing my artwork into life like that anyway um i think it's it's important at this time of year to to look back on what we've done as well um so we before we move on to our next story i sound like a news reader um just a reminder of everything that happened because this in the last 12 months of jubilatech because it was this time last year weirdly that we started the hasodathon because of the february february release of bell working backwards we launched that one in december and that feels like much more than a year ago doesn't it <laughs> yeah this has been quite a long year really considering all what we've done and what's happened in our lives in the world but yeah we did the whole hasodathon um capping it off with a really great in-depth interview with the man himself um and then other miniseries as well beyond that. We weren't, yeah, we weren't I mean, slouching yeah, this year. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> there was Hossel Thumb, and then there was our Chatbus miniseries with the team from uh, Sable and Flea and Julia Cho and Maisie Williams and Beck Hill. And then we had our Selick and Leica miniseries and then another interview miniseries after that. So it's been great. But I want to check back. Going all the way back to Hosoda. Mm. Do you stand by your Hoss orders? Ah. Well, that, <laughs> that depends on whether we can remember what they are. Have you, well, actually, have you, maybe, have you come actually, with receipts? No. So why not? 
let, let's um, let's look back on the films and do it on instinct. Oh. So you're not you're not allowed to look back on what you said, Michael. No no peeking. I was about yeah. Sorry. So I'm going to tell you the films, and then we can uh, we can see. All right. So the films that you have to order at this point. No looking back. We did. We didn't do the the One Piece one, but we did do Digimon in, in a way. In the, we didn't in put the it in the bag. order, though. I don't think. No, 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 no. But it was. In, we did cover it. So, Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Summer Wars, Wolf Children, The Boy and the Beast, Mirai, and Bell. Who wants to go first? Do you remember what your favourite was, Steph? I think my top was Mirai. And I stand by that. I think mine was Mirai and then Wolf Children are my two kind of top ones. Then Belle, Girl Who Let Through Time, Boy and the Beast and Summer Wars. Summer Wars bottom? Yeah, I didn't really vibe with it. I'm pretty sure that was my... Or maybe Summer Wars and Boy and the Beast very much my least favourites. Hanging out at the bottom there. So... (laughs) I remember, Jake, you and I liked Summer Wars a lot. Yes. I have a feeling it might have been top of both of our lists, maybe, or at least top two. Um, I can't remember where I put Belle. I think now, it, having um, in the course of this year rewatched it, interviewed him, written about the film, I might. Belle, Belle is in con- competition for the top spot for me. Um, but I think I went Summer Wars, Belle. Um, would I have gone Mirai, then Go Who Leapt Through Time, Wolf Children, Boy and the Beast? I think this was a series where you and I were quite similar. Mm-hmm. And so mine would be, looking back on it now, Belle, Summer Wars, Mirai, Wolf Children, Go Who Leapt Through Time, Boy and the Beast. Uh, I'm very excited to revisit a lot of those films boy and the beast is actually the only one that i think i'm not that excited about watching that again because go who let through time i know that there's stuff in there that i'm excited about seeing less so boy and the beast but exciting to think whatever comes next because he's it's going to be very different I, i've just looked up my list and uh i got it wrong so i i did put bell top <laughs> So my list was Bell, Summer Wars, then Mirai, Wolf Children, Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Boy and the Beast. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think the I I really can't remember what the Selick and Leica one was because that was so long. But I remember that what series, I, I'm like in a year's time looking back on that, that's going to be really interesting. And we we do need to obviously complete it with Wendell and Wild, but mm. I, I think that's a brilliant film. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to. But add surely that to that's the what we're going to talk about now, right? We need to tr- see if we can recall our Selick and Leica rankings and where when the wild would go. Isn't that the spirit of the end of the year? Well, but uh, arbitrarily we, inserting we have, new films into lists. We will have to. Um, we will have to do a proper episode on Wendell and Wild at we some will, point. Yes. So I don't want to spoil how that one might rank. Other than the, I, I do like it a lot, and I, I do think it's better than Monkey Bone. How dare you! I will say, even though that series was very very long and we had a lot of films to pack in um i think it had some of my favorite kind of films and discussions um Mm. i think like some standouts for me on that one i can't recall my whole list but definitely Coraline, 
Monkey Bone, uh, which where it's not a perfect film, but I do think it has merits, and I will still defend it. Um, and probably Paranorman, I think, was a really fun one to talk about as well. I think we had some really interesting standout films to to talk about on that one, and definitely mm-hmm. like looking forward to talking about Wendell and Wild because that film is crazy, um, really fun. We well, really I, I think that was the rare thing for us where normally we we might go into our mini series kind of having an understanding of what we might think about it or generally we if we're choosing a filmmaker to cover over a number of weeks or months we generally choose a filmmaker who we think is well regarded or that we like and then with the Selica and Leica ones a lot of that journey was thinking <laughs> how much do I actually like this <laughs> and on on that point there's the documentary Clay Dream which, which mm. came out um, a month or two ago in the UK and came out in the States over the summer, which is about Will Vinton, the, the claymation pioneer and filmmaker whose studio was bought by Phil Knight and turned into Leica as essentially his son Travis's studio. And that do- I mean, it, we, we, we had no way of knowing at the time when we started that miniseries that documentary would be relevant but it's something that if you thought that we were if we had this inkling that th- things were not all right at Leica that documentary is something that very much supports some of that some of that some of that apprehension that we had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well actually talking of documentaries something that like at the end of the year that I was really excited that we got to do was the Satoshi Kon the illusionist documentary up at the Manchester Animation Festival and I'm really hoping that listeners out there who couldn't come along to that live show do get the chance to watch it, like whether it ends up on TV somehow. Um, because like, I think we say in, in the episode, the, the documentary itself is, is relatively formulaic. Um, but as an access point for so many people, it would be so good to see a, a film like that get out there to a wider audience. And those films, because you see people talk about them a lot but in terms of accessibility beyond kind of repertory cinema screenings they're still not that accessible absolutely and then of course the interview episodes we interviewed some great people this year i if you'd have asked me i'd have sworn that some of those initial names you mentioned like the flea team sable (laughs) i would have sworn that was last year not this year they went out this year wow they right. might have recorded them last year, but they went out this year. That's still wild to me. Yeah. What what like what amazing guests we've had from people who are doing amazing creative work in their own field that may have been inspired by Ghibli or are working in similar creative waters to Ghibli, to then some real standout names currently working in Japanese animation like Masaki Yuasa and Naoko Yamada um, towards the end of the year as well. It's a really nice range of guests. Um, of course, Yuasa and Yamada, two filmmakers that we've talked about maybe covering someday in miniseries form once we can figure out how to do the TV <laughs> stuff alongside the film stuff. Um, but hopefully those interviews were sort of good introductory sort of entry points to who they are. And then we can all go away and watch the films and TV series together and come back another day. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough on us. I think, should we have another story? Hmm. Steph, would you do us the honors and... Chill us out with a lovely fireside tale. Oh, okay. I think I've got the vibe wrong then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Look, it cannot compete with Michael's beautiful, poetic rendering of <laughs> the night before Christmas. Uh, here from my tube journey home when I realised <laughs> that I had not finished writing my story, <laughs> we have a rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Lovely. I can't wait. You know Piglet and Pepper, Okja and Miss Piggy, Charlotte's Web, Gunda, and Babe, Pig in the City. But do you recall... (laughs) 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 The most famous pig of all. (laughs) Oh, dear. Paulco the Pig-Nosed Pilot had a very shiny plane. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to get through this. Because it's so good. (laughs) And if you ever saw it, you surely wouldn't complain. All the Italian pirates fled when they heard his name. But they never let poor Porco join in any drinking games. Then one dark Italian eve, Gina came to say, Porco, the fascist Italian government is coming for you and you need to hide right away. But oh, how the pirates loved him when he made the American guy flee. Porco the pig-nosed pirate, you'll go down in history. A short and sweet one there for That you. is so good. That is great. <sighs> Very well done. <laughs> I do apologise oh. for laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> do not apologise at all. That was that was very, very good. Wow. Oh, I am... Um, that's, that, that's just going to... Well, I was going to say haunt me, but it's not going to haunt me because that's just, I'm just going to cherish that. Now. Yeah. Like every like every time I hear the fake version of that song about a reindeer, I'll have to remind whoever's singing it that that the proper version is about a, a pig who flies planes. 
think he could do a good job as Santa, to be fair. He's got a yeah. large red flying machine. He's very jolly. He's yeah. kind at heart. Have you have you watched any Christmas films this year? I've seen The Muppet Christmas Carol with a live orchestra. Oh, wow. How was yeah, that? It was great. It was so good. And they put the song back in? They did. They put in When Love Is Gone. Or The Love Is Gone. I can't remember what the uh, official title <laughs> of it is. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. I've never heard that before. I've never seen it in that way. Um, what a way to hear it for the first time. That's yeah, so good. gorgeous. Yeah. I'm really, I'm a big fan of those um, kind of films set to live music. It's really, mm. it makes you focus on mm. how much the music is doing in a film like that when you hear just constant music underneath uh, the film. But yeah, that's been my only Christmas film so far this year. But it's been a good one. I've been going through Christmas specials, as in just short films, with oh, Ivo. Uh, so we meant like only fools and horses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I know people who do that. Um, what, with what, Ivo. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Submitting sub- 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 him to yeah, that. But um, so the, the the snowman, Father Christmas, the bear, which is one from the 90s that um, I don't think is as fondly remembered as the other Raymond Briggs related Channel not, 4. Not the, the drama about a chef in Chicago. <laughs> no, sadly not. No, it's basically the snowman, but with a bear, a polar bear that okay. escapes from a zoo and ends up in a boy's bedroom and it's, <laughs> should be much more terrifying. Um, the Richard Williams version of uh, A Christmas Carol, which is really good from the 1970s and as a work of animation is incredible and style-wise tries to approximate the illustrations of the actual Dickensian story. So it's properly quite terrifying in places. And then what else is there? The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Oh, Did you watch that? That sounds horrible. I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's easily the best Marvel thing, as I've seen for a long time. Wow. isn't really saying much, but, you know, it's quite funny to watch because they get almost the the whole cast there but with varying amounts of their time and you can uh-huh. kind of tell um who who has more time for this than others um it's got some good musical bits in it's it's sweet it's fine um i think that's it really i wonder if there's going to be any features that we watch i'm surprised i've dodged having to watch love actually or the holiday so far uh i have watched the holiday do you like it I think the holiday is fine. My favourite thing to do whilst watching the holiday is bring up the same article I bring up every year, which is an article that goes through the mental timeline of events that is the holiday. And I'll be like, well, they're just saying they're about to have Christmas Eve fettuccine, but then two days ago they said that they were going to be here for two weeks. But then if they come home on Christmas Eve, on New Year's Eve, then it can't be Christmas Eve because that would mean that the story began on the 16th. And that would mean that the Telegraph was having their Christmas party and closing down 10 days before Christmas. Um, And yeah, so my girlfriend loves it when I do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. the holidays all right uh home alone's really good still um noel the um disney film disney one with anna kendrick as a girl boss santa uh that's really bad um oh. and and violent night with david harbour as a sexy violent santa is also really bad 
Um, so I haven't had much luck. Should we have a song? <laughs> Let's get back in the festive spirit rather than thinking about um, bad Christmas films. Yeah. Yes. So this is uh, song two. Michael, would you like to make the joke? Um, I didn't know we were doing Blur Ghibli Christmas songs this year. I thought it was Beatles Ghibli Christmas songs. It's good stuff. There. Great, great. Nice. Woohoo. All right, right. May and Satsuki chase out the dust in the house where nobody has been. Live in the dream, open the window. Hundreds of shy little dust balls are running around. Don't want to be found. All the little soot sprites, where do they all come from? All the little soot sprites, where do they all belong? Ah, look at all the lonely soot sprites. Ah, look at all the lonely soot sprites. Boom. Oh my gosh! Uh, he, he he. Not only does he sing, he can play guitar, and he can also be uh, a string quartet, as he was in that. The pipes on this guy. It's nice when he flexes, when you can feel he's a bit confident, and he goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the viral video of Michael Winslow that comes out every couple of years of him doing whole lot of love? So Michael Winslow is the beatbox guy that was in Police Academy and showed up in Spaceballs. He was big in the eighties. Um, I've never seen this. And he, it's him on Danish TV where he does a whole lot of love. He's got a guy next to him with an acoustic guitar, but Michael Winslow is vocals and electric guitar. And he do, he basically wails and screams like an incredibly feedback-drenched, distorted guitar solo. And it's just incredible. Um, I, I think we should maybe push Harold a bit more into that territory. That could be yes. our money spinner. Absolutely. Well, a, another classic Harold. Um, all right. So we've we've looked back at the last year. Let's look ahead next year. There is a lot going on to be excited about if you're a Ghibli fan, right? He, he's back. The man himself. <laughs> the big guy. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki. New film out. Admittedly, only in Japan in the summer. We don't know much more beyond that yet. We don't even know if it's going to be called How Do You Live in English. When they announced it a few weeks ago, they they made great pains to say that was the working title. Mm. So we'll see. But that's quite exciting. And everyone's, of course, abuzz with with their speculation about how or when we'll get it in the UK. Yes. So my theory is that it's going to premiere at Cannes, and, which would be in May. And they've never premiered at Cannes. Well, no, I just think that a lot is riding on this as a piece of popular cinema. And premiering two months ahead rather than getting those bums on seats excited for the opening weekend it's just something so, ghibli doesn't do that They've so been... you're b- bums on seats in july and then european premiere at venice, venice film festival mm. yeah or toronto because that's what they did with wind rises yeah um, i can when... see that as well um yes very exciting and, and i've read the book and i don't remember a dragon <laughs> and the poster very much has a dragon on it. Oh, In I fact, thought the... it was a pelican. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was bird. I thought it was a bird thing. Oh, I read yeah. it. It's a dragon. Okay. Well. Do we know? I don't, if re- it's I don't remember a pelican either. Finished. Definitely coming out. Well, they've announced that they wouldn't announce the release date if they weren't confident in 
meeting it. Um, it's that's that's Takahata territory mm. announcing a release date they're not going to meet, rather than Miyazaki who tends to stick to those. Um, so they must be confident. It might not be finished. Might still be dripping wet. He's trying to negotiate with Hideaki Anno to get him in. He's going to play, he's going to play the Dragon Bird thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's really exciting, right? I mean, that's yeah. something that, whenever we've spoken about it over the years, has felt so far away. This sort of pipe dream of maybe we'll see it someday, and it's very likely that with from this time next year when we're talking about the highlights of the year, we will have a Ghibli film to talk about. Well, we did have that last year, didn't we? A proper... (laughs) (laughs) I feel really mean saying that, like, I'm really excited to see a proper Ghibli new release on the big screen for the first time because I've never... I've never seen that. Like, I've never Mm. been to the cinema for a new Ghibli film. It feels a bit mean seeing as, yeah, we have had some Ghibli film already but uh... we have ghibli film at home <laughs> <laughs> but that's i mean that's the big one right but we also have new films from other filmmakers that we know and love and have talked about on the podcast before we have the story of <laughs> one girl and her door <laughs> susan may um which is already out in japan but the global rollout is coming early in the new year um or is it is it February or April? I'm mixing this up. Was it March? Divide the, split the difference. It's coming in... Next year. A month next year. It's coming Sometime. within Q1, Q2 next year. Yeah. Um, but that's the new film by Makoto Shinkai after Weathering With You, Your Name. He's, he's now one of the big guys in his own right in terms of popular animated cinema. So I cannot and, and, wait for that. <laughs> I Watching the trailer... I I might go watch the trailer again after we finish recording this, just to remind myself how mad that looks and just how I feel like Shinkai can just get away with anything at the moment, and it'll probably be like the biggest film of the year. So yeah, in the anime world, not the. Uh... You think it's gonna be bigger than Miyazaki? Yeah, I realised this. I said that. Well, <laughs> you know, you have too. the Miyazaki fans, and then you have the fans of My Boyfriend Is a Chair. So, you know, two different audiences, I think. They'll be battling it out, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see because I think with your name and to a certain extent also weathering with you, he managed to sort of keep it buttoned up quite well um, to play to a broader audience, a crossover audience, whereas there's no avoiding this sort of plot line, which seems like, as you say, is ripped out of actual stranger genres of anime or stranger to crossover audiences at least um yeah that's that's exciting we also i mean we also have the rest of the ghibli park opening up next year as well as the ghibli park itself which has only been open just over a month and we're going to be seeing more and more envy inducing photographs from people <laughs> that we know because now that you're allowed to travel to japan all those people who've been spending years delaying their holidays and honeymoons and trips will finally be able to go in the new year. I'm very excited for them, honestly. <laughs> well, and later, like, I know it's winter is what their tweet said, but Studio Ponok have got a new mm-hmm. film as well, The Imaginary. And we, 
don't really know too much about that as well. But I'm so excited for that. Just to like after their kind of calling card that was Modest Heroes and that brilliant Olympics film that they did as well. Mm. I'm like that's somewhere where it's I'm totally ready to be surprised. I'm really intrigued by what they're gonna do from a craft side of things. They seem really invested in kind of pushing what they want to do with animation. Uh, and they're not set in that house style. Um, yeah, very, very excited about that. Can I shout out one more um, film project that's just come to mind? So this, because um, of course, we'll be hearing more about animated projects when the film markets start happening from February onwards and then Annecy comes around. Um, so there'll be lots of stuff to, to discover there. But one thing that popped up from the blogs that are sort of scraping through the projects that are being touted at these markets is a film adaptation of the kids book series julian that's coming from cartoon saloon um that's going to be directed by louise bagnell who um we talked about we talked about her short um which was really wonderful short we also talked about some of her sort of projects that felt like they were going to happen but haven't happened mm. uh she's worked closely of course with tom moore and she she she, she, she worked with um Nora Toomey as well, quite closely. She seems to be like the next director in waiting at Cartoon Saloon. So it's really exciting to see that she might have a project really on the horizon. Mm. And the Julian kids books are really quite good. Um, quite fun to see them adapted. Well, and as well as doing our Wendell and Wild episode, we will have to do a My Father's Dragon episode because we have to update the iconography, the selection. No, we have to update the selectionary. The selectionary, the, the Salooniverse. Yeah. And, and we'll then, have to update Ghibliotech. <laughs> and then also, there's uh, something else we've not done an episode about, which we've, all three of us have seen, uh, which I don't think there's a pun related to it, unless it's the Barbic Anthology, uh, where, where it's talking about the My Neighbor Totoro stage show. Mm. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we've got some lovely voice messages from people. So we'll, what we're going to be doing whilst because um, not everyone's had the chance to see it yet, whilst people are still filtering through, we're getting reactions from people, and we're going to be kind of building a um, a diary, a bit of a diary from that, I guess, um, with our reactions, but lots of listener reactions too. And, of course, doing new mini-series with new filmmakers mm. could be something we could do next year. Could, uh, be we... some, could be someone we've already mentioned, who's to say. Exactly. Wow. Or a complete curveball. Who knows? I think it's time for another story. So, the final story. The final story. Before but not the final song. Tuck up into bed and get ready for Santa. Well, get that cocoa out, folks. It's time to hop aboard the Ghibli Express. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, many years ago, I lay quietly in my bed. I did not rustle the sheets. <laughs> I breathed slowly and silently. I was listening for a sound. A sound a friend had told me I'd never hear. The sound of a Studio Ghibli film. <laughs> there is no director, my friend had insisted, but I knew he was wrong. Late that night, I did hear sounds, though not of rattling engines. From outside came the sounds of hissing steam and squeaking metal. I looked through my window and saw a train standing perfectly still in front of my house. It was wrapped in an apron of steam. Snowflakes fell lightly around it. A producer stood at the open door of one of the cars. He took a large clock that looked like a metal bird from his apron, 
then looked up at my window. I put on my slippers and robe. I tiptoed down the stairs and out the door. All aboard, the producer cried out. I ran up to him. Well, he said, are you coming? Where? I asked. Why, to Studio Ghibli, of course, (laughs) was his answer. This is the Ghibli Express. I took his outstretched hand and pulled and he pulled me aboard. The train was filled with other children, all in their pyjamas and nightgowns. We sang songs about fish girls and ate ramen with ham, spring onions and runny eggs that were as soft as snow. We drank milk and honey, tea as thick and as rich as melted honeycomb. Outside, the lights of towns and villages flickered in the distance as the Ghibli Express raced northward. Soon there were no more lights to be seen. We travelled through cold, dark forests where lean wolves roamed and little white rattling creatures hid from our train as it thundered through the quiet wilderness. We climbed mountains so high it seemed as if we would scrape the moon and the princess who lives there. But the Ghibli Express never slowed down. Faster and faster we ran along, rolling over peaks and through valleys like holding on to the back of a dragon. The mountains turned into hills, the hills to snow-covered plains. We crossed a barren desert of ice, the great Yamagata ice cap. Lights appeared in the distance. They looked like the lights of a strange ocean liner sailing on a frozen sea. There, said the producer, is Studio Ghibli. (laughs) Studio Ghibli. It was a huge animation house, standing alone at the top of the world, filled with offices where the best animation was being made. At first, we saw no animators. They are gathering at the centre of the animation house, the producer told us. That is where the director will decide who draws the first frame of animation. (laughs) Who draws the first frame, we all ask. (laughs) He will choose one of you. (laughs) Look, shouted one of the children. The animators! Outside, we saw hundreds of animators. As our train drew closer to the centre of Studio Ghibli, we slowed to a crawl. So crowded were the streets with the director's helpers. When the Ghibli Express could go no farther, we stopped and their producer led us outside. We pressed through the crowd to the edge of a large open circle. In front of us stood the director's desk. The office cat was excited. It pranced and paced, ringing the silver bell that hung from its harnesses. It was a magical sound, like nothing I'd ever heard. Across the circle, the animators moved apart and the director appeared. The animators cheered wildly. He marched over to us and, pointing to me, said, Let's have this fellow here. He jumped into his desk chair. The producer handed me up. I sat on the director's knee and he asked, Now, what would you like to draw? (laughs) I knew that I could draw anything I could imagine, but the thing I wanted to draw most was not on the director's desk. What I wanted to draw more than anything was the silver bell from the Studio Ghibli office cat. (laughs) When I asked, the director smiled. Then he gave me a hug and told an animator to draw a background for me. The animator tossed it up to the director. He stood, holding a paintbrush above him, and called out, I'm better than this kid, so I'm coming out of retirement to do it myself. (laughs) Yes. Very good. (laughs) All aboard. That's that's, that's, that's the shock ending. Yeah, I I couldn't be bothered to do the the rest of it. (laughs) So the, the amazing thing is in the film version of that, the kid, the producer and the director are all Tom Hanks. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you could. Is it Toshio Suzuki? Is somehow all of these characters? I feel. Um, yeah. That's Polo a Express. Good... What a nightmare, but a, a great thing. Good, good, good punchline, Jake. A Christmassy fever dream. I love yes. it. Thank you. All right. Well, after that high, we should have one more song to kind of take us out to the finale and the end of the show. So, song three. Harold, let's see what you've cooked up for us. Picture yourself in a boat on a river with marshes and trees and pearl-coloured skies. Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly. The girl with the powder blue eyes. Turbulent rain clouds of charcoal and grey towering over your head. Look for the girl with the sun in her hair and she's gone. Money on the lake with Anna. Money on the lake with Anna. Money on the lake with Anna. Ah. Follow her down to a house by the marshes. Where curious people all toast with their wine. Everyone smiles as you hand out the flowers that all of them now want to buy. Later the boatsman appears on the shore waiting to take you away. Dance with the girl with your head in the clouds and you're gone. Boom, boom, boom. Money on the lake with Anna. Money on the lake with Anna. Money on the lake with Anna. He's self-mixing. Yeah. <laughs> so what I love here... I tried to manufacture a fade out there. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I am a massive fan of a fade out. I think it's beautifully lazy, but also entirely wonderful way for songs to finish. Okay, Big love to all of you and all of the Ghibli Tech listeners and big happy Christmas vibes um, to everyone. Uh, Merry Ghibli-us. Bye. Oh, Harold. Oh. So good. So so in the process of those three songs, he had been John Paul George. With the bum bum, he was Ringo. And with the yep. fade out, he was George Martin. So we got so much Beatles for our book there. I feel like that was the most assured was that last one. I feel like he grew into the challenge and by that by that end he was really he was really going for it. Yeah. Very impressed. Also it did at one point sound like he was saying money and mm. in a way I thought like that could have that could have been a Beatles lyric. 
<laughs> money in the boat with Anna. <laughs> Um, how that that was a nice pace to kind of send us off i feel as well mm. but before we go um let's let's think broader let's go beyond ghibli and quickly rattle off some of our favorites of the year film wise tv wise anime wise whatever it might be let's just get some favorites to send our listeners off with to go and do some homework over a, a christmas break if they've got the time so uh, michael what do you want to give some shout outs to I will have do a quick shout out for one of my favorite films of the year. Listeners, you are probably fans of animation, and I think <laughs> that the most singular vision within the, the world of animation this year is Mad God, Phil Tippett's thirty plus years in the making, wild, nightmarish stop motion epic. It's on Shudder. I'd recommend checking that out. It's like nothing else that's come out this year. That is a great pick, Steph. What about you? Uh, going slightly cosier than Michael's pick of Mad God, I think. I uh, would recommend, if you're a fan of Naoko Yamada's K-On, uh, check out Bocce the Rock. It's about a incredibly shy girl who is really good at guitar and wants to start a band, but doesn't really know how. Um, it's really, really cute. She is really socially awkward. It's really funny. It's also so, so creative. Um, there's a lot of like stop motion, live action different kind of claymation and weird little experiments with animation in there all while being very cute and funny with very good songs yeah check it out that sounds great well one for me um it could be really bleak and say that the euthanasia documentary last flight home is (laughs) one of the most impressive things i've watched this year (laughs) but i won't say that i won't say that forget that you heard it um i think actually Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, the Raisuke Hamaguchi film, which in the UK at least did come out this year, remains the best thing I've seen. Um, I think he's a total master. Um, I've had the pleasure of watching some of his short films over the year as well, which if you look in certain corners of the internet, you can watch. Um, really, really worth checking out. If you if you did see Drive My Car and you want more, there is so much more. I even got the chance to watch Happy Hour, his five-hour epic in the cinema and that was just one of the most pleasurable experiences i've had in the big screen what what a time it was um so yeah but what a time this has been with you oh both. this has been fun yeah um and well we should we should say thank you as well to all our listeners thank you for joining with us throughout this year and to all our patrons as well for supporting us on patreon and enjoying our library cafe episodes i also want to say thank you for sticking with us on that because i mentioned on our discord that i've had some rough stuff happening uh, at home to be dealing with which has kind of taken me out of the production mode um and so well thank you to michael for really picking up on the interview series at the back end of the year and for our for our patrons for kind of carrying on through whilst we, we might not have had as much as we might have liked. Um, but from 2023, there will be lots more to come, lots of exciting stuff, lots of library cafes and ad-free episodes and who knows what else might come in a very big, exciting year for Ghibli stuff. But until then, of course, stick with us in the year. We can't wait to see what it has in store for us. Until then, you can find us on all the social media places. As long as Twitter still exists, we're on there at Ghibli Attack or on Instagram ghibliattack.pod if you want to join us on Patreon we're at patreon.com slash ghibliattack um, and we're all 
on social media individually as well on twitter you can find steph at underscore steph watts you can find jake at jkh cunningham and you can find michael at michael j leader Thank you.